This is a Federal News Network podcast. Several members of Congress are awaiting answers from the Small Business Administration. They want to know whether SBA is providing pandemic spending data requested by the Government Accountability Office. GAO got a specific oversight duty when Congress appropriated hundreds of billions of dollars to help small businesses through the shutdowns. Joining me with more, the chairman of the Appropriations Committee Subcommittee on Financial Services and General Government, Congressman Mike Quigley. Mr. Quigley, good to have you on. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, this letter to the SBA went out a couple of weeks ago. Have you gotten an answer yet? Well, I think there's been some progress, but uh, clearly not enough. Uh, and I, you know, I've, this is a letter we sent out with Chairwoman Lowy, and uh, we've been made been made clear that uh, the issue is still not resolved. And what specifically did GAO say that they are not getting from SBA? Well, I was just informed that some progress has been made, uh, but that they still haven't provided all their requested data. And I, and I understand there have been conversations between staff and the administrator and the Comptroller General about how to share the PPP loan information. And all the conversations have indicated that SBA's taking some steps to provide the requested data, which they've indicated isn't a simple, I guess, flip of the switch because of the large, uh, how large the loan files are. But uh, GAO is awaiting to receive all the data. You know, but back when, when we first raised this, the administrator, uh, she expressed an eagerness to comply during our conversation. But, um, you know, for us, obviously, sunlight is the best of disinfectants. This is a tremendous amount of money, and it concerns us that they still haven't complied whatever the reasons they're giving. And essentially what, I guess, Congress, what GAO, what the American people may want to know is precisely who got the dollars and how much went to each individual business. Is that ultimately what we're trying to drive at? Absolutely. I mean, this is a tremendous amount of money. There were issues that were pretty public about uh, who got the money that shouldn't have gotten the money. And there were issues uh, of concern of particular sensitivities with people close to the administration getting resources. So, uh, look, if there's nothing untoward, then there's no problems here. But the whole point being, these are huge quantities of money. You know, we passed $2 trillion in the first care, and then, you know, we doubled down in the second cares. And, of course, in Heroes, we're going to do so much more. So this is all happening at a time when the president has uh, gotten rid of inspectors general that he doesn't like. But that raises a lot of questions when you're dealing with this much money. So it's extremely important right now. It's a difficult time in our nation's history. Again, this is a tremendous amount of money. The public has a right to know who's getting their hard-earned dollars. Now, there's another oversight apparatus that Congress established, and that is the Special Inspector General for Pandemic Response. And finally, the Senate did confirm Brian Miller to head that up. I guess it's starting to get up and running. They don't have a website the last I checked. What about that group in addition to the GAO? Is there any coordination for how they can maybe share the duties? Well, I'm going to be very interested in how they operate, how much independence they truly have. And again, this administration has virtually gone to war with inspector generals. That that can't continue, uh, given the magnitude of this program. So I'm going to be very concerned with whether or not they get cooperation, whether or not they've been allowed to have the resources, the autonomy, the independence that they need. 
uh, as well as the oversight, temporary oversight committee that's going to be reviewing these as well. We're speaking with Illinois Congressman Mike Quigley. He's chairman of the House Appropriations Committee's Subcommittee on Financial Services and General Government. And, of course, Congress appropriated hundreds of billions of dollars for the operations of federal agencies themselves so that they could gear up to spend the trillions on different parts of the economy. And as you consider budget bills are now starting to be assembled for 2021, would you use that as leverage to kind of get what you want on the oversight front from some of the involved agencies? So far, the agencies that I uh, deal with, the ones that are under the control uh, funding of financial services, general government, have been working with us pretty effectively. But we make it clear that cooperation is a two-way street, that we expect them to act appropriately with openness and candor, not just with us, with the American people. Uh, and at this point in time, we haven't had to use such leverage. But, uh, you know, I think it's the constitutional right of Congress to have this sort of oversight. Well, obviously, we fund the government, and uh, I, I think it's fair for them to comply with uh doing that which the law requires and being open and transparent. And aside from the possibility that Trump associates got some of this relief money, that would still be a very tiny percentage of all the dollars that went out. And there's also the concern of maybe companies that don't exist getting money or fronts for other people. I mean, there's a million possibilities. What's your suspicion? What are you most worried about when it comes to how that pandemic money was dispersed by SBA? Well, I am mindful of the fact that this was put together in about nine days and that it was absolutely critical. Former Fed chiefs, current Fed chief, were saying you need to do something as quickly as possible. So the first thing in my mind was that it, that it functioned appropriately in the way that we want it to and that it's, that it's effective, that it gets the job done. Second is that uh, people have complied with the law and not, not done something inappropriate, that people who shouldn't have gotten the resources got them. And, and, uh, and again, use the money the way they're supposed to do, our oversight function. Now, I would like to think in partnership with the executive branch. The, you know, the corrupt aspects of things are all possibilities in government. As long as the, uh, as long as the Almighty makes people out of flesh and blood, they're going to fall short of, of what we expect. And uh, we have to have systems in place that are uh, doubled up, tripled up, uh, to make sure that people comply with the law and they don't do anything they shouldn't do. Because once the knowledge comes in, then comes the reaction and what the government does about it. And given the complexity... Well, and as you say, it's a small percentage that, would, that conceivably would be with Trump people close to the president. But what we're dealing with here is something that's even more important than that, and that's the public's trust. Uh, it, it, and, I, and I agree. If it's a fraction of 1% that was... Uh, used inappropriately or was you know there was something corrupt about its use well, that needs to be found out and people need to be held accountable that's why transparency in this process is so important we have to secure the public trust you know i come from chicago in illinois with you know two of the last four governors are in jail or, or were in jail and what i learned was that um, the real cost of corruption is is that loss of, of the public's trust. And uh, we need to do everything possible to, uh, to keep that trust. The best tool to do that is transparency. 
and that's why it's so important for uh, these agencies to comply with requests from from Congress, from GAO, and so forth. And what do you feel might be the next step once Congress returns from the recess? Uh, I have hope that uh, they'll comply and that they'll be in a better position to uh, comply in the future. My message to them is if you need additional resources or a change in priorities so that makes it easier to turn over large files, fine. Let us help you comply with our request. We have so many other issues to deal with. We're dealing with multiple crises in this country. We don't need to add to it. I would rather spend my time as an appropriator doing the normal functions uh, as a member of other committees and the normal work we have to do in Congress than to have to track this down. But uh, be, you know, let there be no mistake. And until they comply, we're going to be on this. And the question I had earlier, I just wanted to get through, and that is when all is known, let's say, ideally, about where the spending went, there will be those that just simply got money that they might have not been entitled to a bakery or a shoe store or something because of the rules were so complicated. Then there will be those that made of people that defraud Medicare or Medicaid. They form syndicates to do this, and sometimes the numbers are scary. They're so large. Do you sense that there will be a prioritization of who the government really goes after when, when we do Well, know? there's always a prioritization in, in any compliance measures or in any investigation. Look, innocent mistakes made because of complicated rules, everyone can understand. Um, but obviously there's a, there's a difference between that and deliberate efforts to defraud and cheat the American taxpayer. Uh, we can figure that out. Again, if there's cooperation between the executive branch and the and the Congress, we can accomplish these things. If there's no cooperation between those two and finding out exactly what took place becomes much more difficult. Illinois Congressman Mike Quigley is chairman of the House Appropriations Committee Subcommittee on Financial Services and General Government. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Anytime. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Verizon. With Verizon, you can now get a private 5G network, so you can do more than connect your business. You can make it even smarter. Now ports can know where every piece of cargo is and where it's going. Robots can predict breakdowns and order their own replacement parts. And retailers can get ahead of the fashion trend of the day with a new line tomorrow. With a Verizon private 5G network, you can get more agility and security, giving you more control of your business. We call this enterprise intelligence. From the network America relies on, Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available in select areas. Pre-qualification required for private 5G network. Terms apply. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.